There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Conversations with My Dog, with me, Mani Jahangiri, founder of Doga. I am so honored to have Elizabeth Coe today on the show. She is a fur mother, a fur baby rescue, handsome, who's now eight years old and is a the fur, one of the first rescue from the Yulin Dogmeat Festival. Elizabeth is also a team member of Angels for Animals Foundation, and she's been fundraising all along and she's an incredible human being hello elizabeth and welcome on the show hi thank you for giving your time hi hello thank you for a lovely introduction that was really nice thank you yes yes we could have gone on and on and on you have you did so much but let's come directly to the uh to the point of handsome so it's very important that we understand your story and handsome story how you both met please go ahead so About April 2016, somebody showed me a picture, I'll never forget the picture, of a dog crawling out of a boiling pot, trying to crawl out of a boiling pot of water. And they told me that there was this festival that goes on every year, Yulin Dog Meat Festival, where all these terrible things happen to dogs, you know, boiled alive and blowtorched alive, and just 10,000 dogs are eaten in one week. But also about the way they just like to make them suffer, first of all, because of you know, the adrenaline uh, creates, you know, well, the fear and the pain creates adrenaline, which supposedly gives them health benefits, as crazy as that sounds. So I was just horrified and shocked and I couldn't sleep and I was just desperately upset and I, I came a little bit obsessed with it. And then, so I started to investigate and I saw that um, somebody from a charity called Mark Ching from Charity Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation um, had gone out to see exactly what was going on. And I followed his journey. And funnily enough, a girl from Swindon, which is 15 miles away from me, called Helen Reed, she, she um, answered his cry for help. So she got on a plane and she followed him to, 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 to Yulin and helped him with the rescue. So... There was a team of them and they went into the Yulin Festival and there was a thousand dogs there. And they said to Mark, if you take all thousand dogs, then then that's it. We'll, we'll finish the Yulin Festival early. So even though we'd just gone out to literally in, investigate and capture footage and see what was going on, he ended up with a thousand dogs in the middle of 
a city that you know he didn't know what to do with these thousand dogs so that started a whole you know sequence of events he managed to find a couple of different charities to take a lot of these dogs and he ended up with about 300 dogs so then this young girl called Suki a Chinese girl um, offered her help and her parents Lan I'm cutting quite a long story very short here and um, they took the dogs well they didn't originally took the dogs there they took them somewhere else but they ended up in Suki's parents land so and so Helen Reed the girl from Swindon she went back a few times to help after that. She came home straight after union and then went back. And then she was helping with all the dogs. And um, she put a post on Facebook of Hanson saying about how broken he is and how, you know, how, how much abuse he'd had. And honestly, he looked absolutely awful. And I just messaged her and said, I'll have him. And that's the beginning, really. I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I, I remember the picture and, uh, you know, having met you and Hanson afterwards and the way you took care of him. And then you showed me the picture, the way he looked before. It's just, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. What happened in that moment when you saw Hanson? Did you, what happened exactly in your heart of hearts? Like, can you explain that moment? I don't know. I just instantly, I I just instantly fell in love with him. I can't explain. It was instant. And I just had to have him here. I had to look after him. I just, I don't know. It was like an overwhelming love. It was really weird. And I just, that was it. And I said to my husband, oh, by the way, we've, um, we're adopting handsome, this dog. And he was fine. Absolutely fine. And, um, like I said, we do have, we did have a little, we do have another little dog in the house, a little Shih Tzu, that's my daughter's dog. Um, and of course, it, he was slight concerned to make sure they would get along and everything, but that's down the road. They did get along beautifully. Um, so, and then, then it was just a kind of uh, trying to find ways how we would get him here because I didn't know anybody that had bought a dog here. I mean, obviously, they had to um, do all their quarantine over there, get well, do all their quarantine, have all their vaccinations, have all their paperwork done. How many months does that take in total? That takes about four months, three to four months. So I called DEFRA because I didn't know where to start. And um, they were amazing. They just helped me through it step by step. They told me exactly what to do and all the steps I needed to do and everything. And we realised that it was easier to bring them and cheaper to bring them via Paris. So we we um, flew him into Paris and picked him up from Paris, along with two others that um, are now in amazing homes not far from me, which is lovely and have been the whole time. And and what did Handsome look like? How can you describe Handsome's um, physical? Well, he was very thin. He was very shaken, very nervous. He just looked completely and utterly bedraggled, you know, just his fur was just awful. He had, he had um, hair missing and the scars on him and cuts and, you know, he, he just looked awful, just skin, absolute skin and bone. And like all his elbows and his knees all just totally 
skinned, you know, grazed right back to the almost the bone. It was just terrible. Do you know his journey exactly to Yulin? Was he was he encaged for three days or? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was definitely in one of those cages. Um, I mean, he, he probably was a guard dog before that. He's a typical Chinese street dog, really. He's not. He definitely wasn't a pet. You do see a lot of pets at the Yulin Dog Meat Festival. You know, they've got their collars on and they're purebred. I mean, I reckon he does have some jindo in him, but he is very typical of a Chinese street dog as well. And just for our lit- listeners, um, please understand that these dogs are stolen dogs. They A lot of them belong to owners. These dogs that are consumed at those dog meat festivals are stolen goods and they belong to probably very nice dog owners because we always think oh the Chinese are so horrible they're no, <laughs> no they're not. exactly I mean I've seen dogs I've seen dogs on meat trucks with little pink little pink coats and little bows in their hair and you know it's horrendous totally beloved pets really 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 sad and then there's also the case where um breeders sell dogs they can't sell to uh, the meat trade as well and they they end up you know dogs aren't farmed in China really like they are in like South Korea but they are they are stolen whether it's off the street or from owners absolutely just horrendous and tell us a little bit about Handsome's um how can I say um adopt you know the process of adopting him and then bringing him home um how was that yes yeah, so I worked with I worked with the Animal Hope Manners Foundation and um, we had to fill out an adoption form and everything. It, it was quite funny because the they hadn't shipped any dogs to the UK. So their their application form had things like, do you live near coyotes? <laughs> because obviously a lot of little dogs get taken by coyotes in like places like Los Angeles or wherever the coyotes are. So yeah, it's quite amusing. But other than that, the forms were pretty similar, pretty typical of the adoption forms here. So I adopted him in the end of July and he came the end of November. So that's pretty quick, really. I mean, there's still dogs, you know, from 2016, 2017, sat in shelters all over China now. So he's definitely one of the lucky ones. And like I say, we called, I called Defra and um, they helped me with the process. They told me exactly about all the kind of, because they have to have, um, obviously, their rabies and all their vaccinations. And that has to be done a few months before they come. And then there's the whole process of all the worming. They have to be, they have to have special worming um, medicines and things like that just before they come um, over. And um, and then, then, you know, they have to have all their passport done and their paperwork. I mean, I did do quite a lot of fundraising because I paid for the other two dogs as well. But the paperwork, the paperwork alone was about £600 per dog. And then um, obviously the flights and the crates and everything. I, I did an afternoon tea and I raised £3,500. So that helped towards that. And it was fun as well. So that was the beginning of my kind of fundraising journey, really. <laughs> Have you ever done fundraising before for anything else, or is that just no, it just never. came with? Yeah, I was just I was just on a mission, and I, you know, since then, I I mean, I've raised tens of thousands of pounds over the 
over the last five years. So I'm quite, I am quite proud of that. Even if I do say so myself, sorry, but oh my it's, goodness, it helps. That... It just helps with the whole horror, knowing that you're actually actually helping. And you are helping, and and you make sure that that money goes in the right place. Has it ever happened? Yeah, 100%. yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you do that? How yeah. do you research? How do you find out that the money is really going where it's supposed to be going? Because I've only ever worked with people that I trust with the money. Really, I suppose I wouldn't. I have obviously you do send little bits of money here, there, and everywhere, but the serious money has always gone to charities that I trust. So um, I did a garden party, and that after Hanson was here. And I raised £5,000 and that went towards getting a couple more of the dogs from Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation out of China and into the UK as well. So, yeah. So I, I kind of see, I carry the journey through. I see what where the money goes and what it does. So, and I know just being, just being involved in it for so long, you kind of know how much things cost and, you know, that and that really. So... Do you, did you know the trauma, the exact trauma he was under, you know, underwent? Was he beaten? Was he tort? You know, can you tell us a little bit more as you were trying to raise Handsome into your family and bring him into your family? What did you notice and what was the, the biggest obstacles there in that time? It, it was quite a journey, actually, because, um, like I say, he came in and instantly got on with Brody, our dog, our other dog. They, and when he first came in, he went to lift a leg to have a wee on his furniture. And I said, no, and he didn't. And from that day, he's been house trained, never, ever once um, uh, been to the toilet in our house. So strange, isn't it? Total street dog. That's incredible. I know. He doesn't even like to really go in the garden. We have to take him on walks. He's so clean. I think that's part of his breed as well. Because he's part Jindo, so they are very loyal and fiercely protective and... Um, they are hunting dogs. <laughs> Definitely not a first-time dog, but he's absolutely lovely. And um, so when he's very protective, though, I remember um, he was in the back of the car, and I pulled up and I asked somebody for directions, and um, this guy leant in, and Hanson wasn't happy. You know, things like that. But I think a lot of dogs would be a little bit unsure of some strange guy sticking his head in your car window, really. Oh. Uh, I don't know what Robbie would be like. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He prob- yeah. He just really cares. Always very oh, classic, okay. but he's very protective over me oh. when it comes to children. So babies. And oh, things. Really? Yeah. 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 But yeah. And as he gets older, it gets worse. But. Um, and, and he was fine. If somebody came in the house, he would have a little bark, but then he was fine. Um, but it, he, because he'd had a, a tick-borne disease, which he was in, remission for um the vets here wouldn't neuter him so we got him out so quick of china that they didn't even have a chance to neuter him in the animal hope and wellness foundation i mean none of the dogs leave now without being neutered or spayed or whatever um and and so because it's an autoimmune they wouldn't neuter him because they say any kind of stress will could bring it out surgery is one of those things so he did, he was slightly reactive to some unneutered dogs. Um, and he was a little bit, he did get a little bit, when we got Molly, he did get a little bit protective because she was a barker at people that came in, little terrier, typical little terrier. She would bark at people, but would never, ever be aggressive, where that made him a bit more protective. 
So we did have some issues with that, but we manage it perfectly. And he's absolutely delightful. Within two minutes of meeting you, he's absolutely fine. You just need to introduce him carefully if if you come into the house. Absolutely. I've never come to your house, but you came to London uh, for a special event. And how funny, how how, uh, ironic it was for the Chinese uh, Year of the Dog celebration with a Chinese um, television company called CCTV or something like that. And I was going to string this together. They wanted to do a piece on Doga for the, the, the Chinese year of the dog. And I said, right, you can film it if I can bring one of your, uh, Chinese rescue dogs into the class and string Yulin in. I was going really political. We tried, didn't we? We tried. We tried to string the story together. And of course, we saw the video and it was all about Doga, but nothing mentioned about Hanson, that he was from Yulin. Uh, Yeah, you can't, you can't push through. You just, it's with the media but we tried um, and I was so I remember you you coming in with Hanson and, and I started crying and weeping because I it was the first time an actual rescue dog from, from China specifically from Yulin came to Doga and was part of us and he loved just it didn't he he did but do you remember how much we there was on the floor yeah. one woman came for the experience and she rolled out her mat and for some reason, they were all weeing on her Lululemon yoga mat. And she was, was so soaked. <laughs> she, and I, she came just for the experience. I don't know what happened. And it was a vegan restaurant. And then the one little Tweety Pie, little I know, little Chihuahua, ran into the into the uh, restaurant, into the kitchen, and grabbed himself a vegan oh, muffin and, so and spat it out on the floor because it was vegan. <laughs> it went, bah, this is crap. Uh, I remember I, a lot of the little dogs were humping. <laughs> oh, that's Robbie. That Robbie started that. <laughs> Robbie started the fire. Yeah. And I remember Hanson wanted none of it. He, he he was so sophisticated just there on the yoga mat going, what? I'm backing. Am I backing you, Lynn? This is madness. <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure, mummy. I'm not sure about this place. It was mad. <laughs> it was too many people, too many dogs in a very cramped and a TV crew uh, trying to cover a story for, and there for was the Chinese. Instagrammers as well, wasn't there? Oh, gosh. There yes. Was Instagram people. I just remember at the end, though, how calm it was from complete chaos in the beginning to everything ended up really calm. It was absolutely So it proves it works, doesn't it? It does work. It does work. I remember you were nervous about the idea of bringing Handsome in. At the beginning, you were a bit weary of the idea that that the socialising part, but it it went really well. Yeah, I did say there was one, I did say there's a couple of breeds he particularly doesn't like and they're pugs and um, French bulldogs. And didn't a French bulldog, or not French bulldog, walk in? I think it was a French bulldog. And they both growled at each other for a minute, and then they stayed at separate ends of the room. That was quite funny. It is funny, but the thing is, because all the humans come on the floor and we're all on on the same level as the dogs, there there usually is no um, uh, aggression. Just at the beginning, like I call it sniff and greet, just because they got to figure each other out. But during the session, if everybody's breathing and actually focusing on the relaxation part and... You know, inhaling, I said the dogs just, they're fine with each other. I mean, it would have to be super aggressive, uh, traumatized dog. You know, one of the, I, I don't believe in aggressive dogs, I only believe in aggressive owners. But uh, I remember this thing and it was, uh, I actually got a, got a, <laughs> I got an email, quite an angry email from the owner of that cafe. 
later on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was messy. Uh, and um, yeah, I thought, nah, it's probably not the right space to continue with yoga. It's very hard to find the right space, especially when there is a restaurant, uh, a kitchen next to, and there were no doors. So... <laughs> Well, I said you you needed a little grass box or something that they could all go on to, you know, like a metre wide or something. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it was funny. They were weeing everywhere. Exactly. And that's what you need for a dog yoga studio. It needs to be figured out where how to work these out because it will happen. I always say accidents happen. It's not because of training. It's one starts, the other comes. But anyway, back to, so so Hanson's doing really well, but you are now officially or since many years working with Angels for Animals Foundations? Um, No, I've only been working with Angels for about a year now. Um, Before that, I was pretty on my own um, and I did... I donated, I did do quite a bit with for Rushton um, when they were bringing Chinese dogs in. And I I had a little meeting. I had that, I had that garden party and I'm, and um, that's where I met Sky Wardle and Judy Wardle and, um, and Jenkins who are now, we're still part of the same team. And um, we just became this little, this little fundraising team and, um, Sky is actually a trustee for Angels for Animals now. I mean, she's this girl's incredible. She's twenty four, and a whole. Lot, I've never known anybody that young and that dedicated to doing what she does. She's incredible. She, you should interview her next. She really could. You know, she's been to China. She's she's um, devotes her whole life. She's amazing, and they have five rescues now. They have two Samoids from China, two golden retrievers and this gorgeous little flat coat black retriever from Turkey. They, we, we've just been part of this team now for like nearly five years, which is incredible. And it, we have a lot of fun and a lot of heartache as well, but we've raised quite a bit of money together. And when you say quite a bit of money, how much are we talking? Do you know, I've never actually added it up, but I mean, I, I in the first year, I got almost... I've got probably fifteen to twenty thousand pounds worth in grants. I don't know. I yeah, for different from different you know avenues. Um, maybe not that much in grants. Maybe that then maybe that was my fundraisers as well. But we've always got things on the go. Always, we've got a dog show um, in August. We've got an auction on Instagram at the moment, and I've got two Instagram pages where um, I sell things and the profit goes 100% of the profits go to the dog so and what instagram page is that well i've got one called beauty saviors so my day job is i'm a beauty therapist <laughs> and um i sell like really lovely beauty products and give skin consultations and everything and then so people can order from me and all the profits go to angels for animals And the other one is actually called Fashion Saviors because somebody gave me their old clothes when they moved out, beautiful clothes. And I made about £2,000 and and donated it to the charity. And and it just kind of thought, thought, well, this, this, this is kind of, this has got legs. So I've started this page where I ask people for their designer clothes that they don't want. And they can get a percentage. They can... Uh, so say I sold something uh, made uh, for a hundred pound, they can either donate the whole hundred pound or they can um, keep 50% and then 50% for the dog. So 
it's kind of people, it just makes it easier than keep asking people for money to actually do something for people as well. You know, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So skincare, they're getting advice and they're getting skincare. So they're paying a price. It's just the profits go to the dogs. And then with the fashion, you know, I sell it on sites like eBay, Vintage and Vestier. Um, anything from good high street right up to top end designer really so but that's quite new and is that your background as well the, no not at fashion. all no okay no no nothing about fashion i've learned over well i actually learned with that haul i got from my friend that i sold on ebay for her she has some amazing brands so i kind of learned quite a lot from that really but no it's definitely not my background <laughs> Um, coming back to uh, Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation, just um, wanted to round up because we have a lot of listeners in the in the US as well. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about them, where they're based and you went to visit them? Can you and a little bit about Suki and her uh, relation to what she's doing in China? Yeah, so the Animal Hope and Wellness had a shelter in um LA they don't have that anymore they use foster homes um and so they've stopped really rescuing from China but they do an awful lot of extreme local rescues um it's just really the fact that Suki still got a couple of hundred dogs there um in China and she uh, obviously they can't go to America now so I mean obviously a few hundred have left but when all that stuff happened that bad you know the daily mail broke that terrible story or they they lost a lot of their money mark About ching yeah they lost mark a lot chang of funding yeah. and it did hinder the charity a lot so um yeah so but now it's is uh it's ran by a lady Dr Barbara Gitlitz who's uh, who's a friend of mine she's been here she came she was part of Handsome's rescue in China at Yulin I've got pictures of her with Handsome in a cage with the um neck thing on you know the um collar and she actually came to my house I've got pictures of her with Handsome in my home here too which is amazing she's so lovely yeah, yeah I follow her on Facebook. She's just really kind, obviously hugely intelligent and just really passionate about the animals. So Yeah, because I heard so much about this lady called Suking or Suki, Suki Su. Uh, everybody knows about her, even Russian Dog Rescue. Everybody talks about her. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Because she seems to be in Yulin all the time. She doesn't stop. Well, Suki... Um, She's looked after the dogs that were rescued by the Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation, um, and which she still does. They are actually all on her land now, her parents' land. And um, that's just her life. She is a young girl. She actually went to college in England or university in England, but she's Chinese. And um, so she just looks after the dogs there and helps to raise awareness in China and um, she was, they were sending some dogs over. There's not too much going on right now because they aren't actually rescuing from China now. There's not really a lot because she has to take care of the dogs she's got. So, and that's her priority. It's incredible. But they were going to open a uh, education centre, I 
originally uh, Mark Chang and Ching uh, wanted to bring school children over and educate them about uh, rescue dogs and so uh, they wanted to do a lot of local services with China I think that a great idea yeah Suki does do small little things yeah definitely along those lines I mean, that's such an important thing now, the whole educational side of it, isn't it? It's like changing people's way of thinking. It has to come from within. I once uh, spoke to Bill Bailey and uh, he's got seven rescue dogs from from Bali, from Bark for Bali. And I, I said to him... Um, what do you think? I mean, how how we, how how's the you know how's this ever going to change? What it just keeps coming back and it keeps returning this these festivals. And he said it's he said education, 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 education. So true. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost, extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding. This charity I'm working with now, Angels for Animals, it was founded by another amazing girl, Katie Harrison. She's only 28 and she was a lawyer and she went out to slaughterhouse fibers to help and a massive dog lover, and she decided to set up her own charity rescue from Turkey. And I was, I've been absolutely horrified by what I've seen in Turkey and how the dogs are treated. Um, I can't even repeat some of the things I've seen and, and heard. And, you know, this one 
how they call it you know it's like the house of torture or house of horror where these these two men were just torturing puppies and i think we took five of those dogs uh, they were all rescued and it made national news but i think they got a fine of 100 pounds or something i don't know something stupid and and we've had a couple of dog rape um over dog rape victims um that seems to be quite a thing in turkey and just absolute abuse i mean they they're in the kill shelters and then they then um they then the government kill shelters where it's almost like a game with them the, the people that run these government kill shelters they just don't they get pleasure in in to- almost tormenting the amazing turkish activists that are trying to help these dogs that are begging them to let them go in and feed them and and it's just like a game they might let them in every now and then to feed them and and then when they want more money from the government for another load of dogs they shove these ones up the mountain to starve it's horrendous so oh my god this is the first time i've heard anything like that i mean i always focused on yulin but this is just awful i'm so glad you're telling us no turkey is horrendous yeah they and the thing is they don't even eat them they don't even eat them like they do in china which is obviously horrendous but at least they're eating them you know which is a terrible you know do you know what i mean i mean obviously you don't want anybody to eat any animal but um that in turkey they're just doing it for it's just cruel it's just it's just it's just horrendous i just don't understand it it's beyond there's no animal rights in turkey well they say there is but there isn't there isn't there really isn't can you tell us how like i'm a dog owner for example but how would i go about rescuing a dog from turkey what do i do as a total novice what do i do what's step one well um you have to contact somebody like angels for animals it's really tricky to get dogs out of turkey it's um the government are very funny about it they they're very funny about it i can't really go into too much of the politics about it it's really weird And Katie does talk about it on her Instagram page a little bit, but she doesn't actually name the country. So rescuing is just such a tiny part of the story. It's all about rehoming and making sure the dogs, you know, I'd rather you see these trucks full of dogs in China and they carted off to the worst hell holes that, where they live, you know, horrendous lives for the next however long. You know, these massive, massive shelters that I'd almost rather they went to the slaughterhouse and had a quick, you know, rather than go through that. And that's the same everywhere. You know, dogs need, it's the whole life of that dog that is important. They have to then go on and be looked after properly, not go from one how to another. And that's, that's the kind of charities I like to support. And that's what angels are so brilliant at. There's a lot of purebreds in Turkey as well. We get a lot of flat coat retrievers. Um, all kinds of purebred dogs, Labradors. Not that you know that matters because I've got two total mixes. But you know, it's, again, it's people people abandon their dogs. How much would it cost? Uh, yeah, how much would it cost to 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 adopt one of those dogs from Angels for Animals Foundation to get a dog over from Turkey into our homes? They it does it does um, because they like. They ask you, or part of their policy is, could you contribute towards some of the flights as well? Maybe sometimes it can cost about seven hundred pound, but people pay three thousand pounds for a, you know, purebred. 
doesn't it? Don't they really? It's just crazy. Yeah, it's really good to know because so many people are, I just don't understand why people are still buying puppies and things for £3,000 and it's happening left, right and centre. And then you hear this, £700, what's that? You know, to give a dog a life, you know, it's, yes, it's hard work, but still, you know, uh, I, anyway, but I, 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 I try and convince people, I, I keep asking people when I see them in the parks, I'm like, oh, why did he get a puppy? Oh, you know, we thought this and that and that and that. And I said, how much did you pay? £3,000. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's just so, such high prices and it's it's just encouraging uh, puppy farming, breeding, illegal breeding and all this. It's It's gone a little bit out of the window. So this is really good to know. Um, animals, uh, so you have Turkey, angels for animals. Uh, they deal with Turkey. What other countries? Well, they deal with Dubai. They dealt with Dubai, um, not so much now. I think they were really helping with specific a specific rescue that was going on. Um, but they have just brought in two amazing dogs from China. I met one this morning, um, Kubo. He um, he's a, a husky cross collie, and he's got one blue eye and one green eye, and he's the most gentlest little dog. But for some reason, they're struggling to find him a home, and he's actually in kennels in spatchcocks where another dog from China, that independent dog that came in with no rescue backup that I'm looking after and trying to get home, Black Lab, Teddy, gorgeous dog, is, I know. Um, and he does have a few state stranger danger issues, though. You do have, he's like handsome. You do have to introduce him carefully to new people coming in. Not all new people, but things like delivery men, he's a little bit protective, but he's looking for his forever home and he's the most adorable dog the the um people that run the rescue run the not the rescue the kennels um said he's the loveliest dog they have there and um he he's he's now under another lovely little charity that i help called awful dogs rescue they're local to me they're mainly romania and bosnia so i help those as well we're actually doing a ball at christmas for them a big christmas ball so hopefully that will raise a fair bit of money so I've got my main one is all for angel angels for animals, but I do I do do little bits for all for dogs rescue as well. So they're pretty incredible, too. Do Do you think uh, Teddy, the, Teddy will be with you for a long time, or you think he's going to be snatched up shortly? I don't know. He's yeah. been there for two months now, and and. Um, I think because we've had lots of home offers, but they've had children. And because he has, you know, he has does have this stranger danger issue, we just can't risk homing him with a child. Even though he's absolutely delightful, you know, he just needs managed to be managed, just like a lot of, not a lot, but some rescue dogs. They just need careful managing. So, but he really is lovely. Oh, he sounds beautiful. And what about if, if you had a little Maltese dog nine years old would teddy cope with that a little Aww. little uh where is he oh, he's, he's lovely with dogs but there's he's lovely with most dogs if a dog is gonna be a bit um aggressive not aggressive but if a dog's gonna be bolshy with him he'll be bolshy back he's not a submissive dog so he'd have to have careful introduction he's up they have a field and he's up in the field with the dogs and they're mainly all kinds of dogs, but they are mainly bigger dogs. So I'm not too sure about the little dog. If I had a trainer go in the other day and she took her Shih Tzu and he was lovely with him. So, but they would, what, what is Robbie like? Is he quite 
a little dominant dog or he's um he's becoming dominant he's dominant when it's puppies puppies jumping up and down he puts them into place he just does this i'll do the sound now just a second <laughs> you know this <laughs> it's not it's it's really scary it comes out of nowhere and it's this and i i jump away everybody jumps up when he does his <laughs> And he does it during the dogo as well. And it's with puppies. No other dog. Any dog after two, it's fine. doesn't matter size and anything. It's the puppies that I call them my Generation X uh, lockdown puppies that, you know, the, the needy ones, the needy ones that are jumping up and down going, hi, hi, I want to socialize. Please let me socialize. Please let me socialize. Please. Let me. And Robbie's like, Rah! you know, he does that. Thing. I mean, that's a that's whole a other thing. story, isn't it? The lockdown, yeah. the lockdown puppies is just... <laughs> I know. It's making it's making um, rescue hard at the moment because there's so many dogs that need in home that people are handed in from lockdown. Puppies, horrendous. I think these people should be handed in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I, I cannot and will. I don't know why charities even allow it. They should. There should be a fine. There should be something saying no, no. You chose this dog because you were lonely and you did it for selfish reasons. Now deal with it. Yeah. But of well, course, no, these is, dogs this could is be breeders. This is oh, breeders that oh. people are buying from breeders. Oh, that so one. all the dogs that people are buying that have bought all the puppies during lockdown, they're now being handed in because people are going to work and they can't. They don't have anything. They don't know what to do with their dogs. So all kinds of purebred dogs that have been bought from breeders over the last year and a half are now being handed in. So it's making it really difficult to rehome the rescues. Oh, that's exactly what they were telling. It's yeah, it really yeah, difficult. yeah. Ira said that in all dogs yeah. matter. But but still I, I just think, you know, you once you get a dog, it's your responsibility. You know, it it should all of this should be uh, isn't there a law somewhere where uh, people have to have like a, they're monitored or or assessed. Uh, whenever you uh, rescue a dog or you buy a dog, this is sort of you are an owner and 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 something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like an accreditation. Well, rescues, rescues, yeah, no, but rescues offer rescue backup. So if you decide you don't want that dog you got from a rescue, then you should be able to go back to that rescue and say. I can't, you know, can you take this dog back? And that most reputable rescues will. But obviously, breeders not, well, some will, but there's, no, no, the puppy farms won't, the puppy mills won't, you know. And I know there's been a new law to kind of cut down on the puppies coming from puppy mills, but no, I don't think it's, people do it anyway, don't yeah. they? Yeah, I, I mean, was very concerned with a company called uh, Puppy Yoga, because they were um, bringing dogs in cages. It's actually a big business, and I will mention it because I can, because I'm the founder of Doga. Uh, people would email me and say, can you bring the puppies over? I said, what are you talking about bringing the puppies? You, you have to be an owner. You have to be an owner. You bring your dog to yoga. Oh, there's no puppies. I said, well, there's never been any puppies. They said, oh, but it's puppy yoga. And I said, what is this? And found out this is a new trend where... Breeders are bringing their puppies in cages to yoga classes and allow the, the puppies to socialize with strangers. Now, I find that a bit strange. And they come in cages. I've done my research. And then they're allowed out. And then they go back into the cages. And I'm thinking, this is a red flag for me, totally. I mean, this is just not right. How old are they? Um, some of them are really young. Uh, I've checked six weeks, eight weeks two months onwards and they said the mother's on site but I found out the mother's not on site um, so this is also a really really big uh, you know again the puppy trend I can't 
it's not a child, you know, would we re- <laughs> unleash children, babies for baby yoga in cages? I mean, sorry. It's it's unbelievable how this trend with puppies has just escalated. And it's again, I, I blame it on Instagram. It's just um, it's a great thing, Instagram, but it's 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 done a lot of harm as well. And, and trends are rising and everything. But if we are all a little bit more knowledgeable and thank God we have these podcasts and rescue missions and events and your wonderful fundraisers now. Tell us, how can we be part of your fundraiser? How, Elizabeth, how can, can we come to your tea party? We've got, we've got, a, we've got a dog show in, um, um, in, on the 29th of August. I can send you the detail so you can maybe put it on your... Uh, yeah, it's not far from Gloucester. So it's in... Yeah. Um, we've got a, 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 a Christmas ball on the 27th of November in Swindon, Old Town Swindon. Um, that's for all four dogs rescue. Um, that's going to be lovely. I mean, free course dinner and, you know, the whole thing. Um, what happens if we have a lockdown? Do we do it on Zoom? <laughs> the three course no, dinner? No, 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 no. We, but you'll go. Do you think no- we will? Ach, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not God. I'm not God. I, I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. But don't worry. We might, we might. There must be some, at least one Christmas tragedy with the government. Uh, you know, go in, stay out. No, do a fundraiser. No, don't do a fundraiser. Well, do one on Zoom, but don't do it on Zoom. You know, something's going to happen. But it, regardless, you will continue on Zoom, right? With you, we can. Ca- yeah, we no, we can carry over till next year. We the hotel because it's being held in a hotel has said that they'll just carry it over till next year, and people can either then get the money back for their tickets or just come next year. You know, we booked a band and the same with them. So it's all kind of refundable or, you know, we've made sure of that because, you know, we were slightly nervous about booking it in the beginning. Um, so, and, and the, the dog show's only a month away. So I'm hoping that we don't get any silly restrictions in before then. No, you've got um, probably a day left. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. I'm so I'm such I'm devil's advocate here. Oh God, no! I'm just I'm just being negative. I'm Scorpio. I'm always negative. Um, but I just wanted to say also you have me Doga in case everything goes wrong. Uh, I can always do an inst- uh, um, a, a Zoom fundraiser Doga if you oh, need uh, some entertainment. I've done it with lots of charities and it's been amazing and very rewarding as well. Doga on Zoom. We will definitely take you up on that. Absolutely. And I also think we would love to see the pictures of the two uh, uh, two dogs that need a home. That would be great. We will help you with this. Definitely. There's another one in there as well. Louis, he's a golden retriever. And he um, he just showed a little bit of resource guarding. But and again, nothing that shouldn't have been handled. And he's going to be, he's almost ready. To, well, he's practically ready to be home. He's absolutely stunning again. The rest, the um, kennel um, owners said he's just delightful, absolutely amazing. Nothing that any other dog might not, you know, be like every now and then. So that's three actually, two from Turkey. No, two from China and one from Turkey. Oh, this is amazing. Elizabeth, we could talk forever, but I just, yeah, I just, it's really good to catch up with you. And also, I had no idea that you did so much, so much fundraising over the years and, uh, you are uh, very humble and yet a force to be reckoned with. You are on it. And um, well, 
Yeah, I'm definitely on it, but thank you for saying I'm a full Absolutely, to be absolutely. You're very humble about what you're doing. A lot of people, they, they boast about all these fundraisers, but you don't. And I had no idea you were doing all this. Uh, I have a lot of uh, respect and I'm, I'm very honoured to know you. And I hope we can meet. Uh, hopefully we'll come over to Gloucester uh, and I'd love to see Hanson yeah. again. I always wanted to come and revisit yeah. him. I mean, he's still very nervous. He's, you wouldn't be able to touch him for a while. You know, I mean, he, yeah, he'll he'll definitely come round, but he's definitely not, Molly will, she'll come up to your mic hotel and roll on her back and want you to rub her belly, but Hanson is definitely a little bit more aloof. But he warms up, and when he warms up, then he'll be come over to you and he'll lean against your legs when you're sat down. But he has to come to you, you can't go to him. Well, here's to more events and thank you so much for coming on the show. I wish you a wonderful, wonderful summer, a very uh, productive summer, a very relaxing summer. Enjoy every moment. And I will bow my my head and bring my hands together and say Namapa. Namaste. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to Conversations with My Dog. Make sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations with My Dog to keep up to date with all of our latest news. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please, please leave us a review and a five star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people. We'll be back with another episode, same time. Same place next week. Nama Pa. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.